This podcast is listener supported. To help us out, go to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Red Bull Rant. The Red Bull Rant is a free-flowing podcast with three soccer-loving idiots who don't know when to shut their dumb potty mouths. So listener discretion, yeah, it's it's pretty much advised. Welcome, my friends, to the show that never ends. This is the Red Bull Rant Podcast, the official Red Bull Podcast of SB Nation and What's a Metro. I'm your host, Jason Ipico. I'm Pat McDonald. I'm Truman, and this is episode 212, Countdown for Sasha. Ooh. <sighs> Sasha, 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 come on. For shame. So, uh, I guess my cousin PK is next. <laughs> uh, I guess you should be glad his name doesn't have a B anywhere in there, because, you know... We already had a D leave. We already had a C leave. He'd be next in line if he was a B. Uh, but, all right. So, a lot to get through today. Uh, first off, of course, Red Bulls had their first official match of 2017. Uh, CONCACAF Champions League home match against the Vancouver Whitecaps ended in a 1-1 draw. Should have been 2-1, but, of course, Sasha Kleschner missed his penalty kick. Because again. the Red Bulls can't hit penalty kicks, apparently. Yeah. Um, so that means that the Red Bulls will go into the second leg of the quarterfinal uh, matchup with the away goal disadvantage and needing to come out of there with hopefully, you know, an actual win on the road, which is something they couldn't do much in twenty seven or 2016. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, before we get to our likes and dislikes, Felipe was named to the quarterfinal leg one best 11, whatever that's worth. Cool. That's a thing. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. Uh, I like how they had to do it by leg too. It can't just be like, "Hey, here's the best eleven for the round." You gotta do it by leg. Was the other ten uh, every member from Dallas? That's a good question. I have no idea because I just laughed at the fact that that was even a thing. <laughs> um, so while I looked that up, uh, likes and dislikes. Uh, Pat, we'll start with you. What did you dislike about this game? Um. Uh... I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna pile on Sasha. I'm just gonna say, I just like the attendance. Um, you know, I, I kind of, especially with the nice weather, I was really kind of hoping our fans were gonna rally and come out to this match. Um, it, it certainly was not uh, very well um, advertised for sure, but I certainly do believe that um, there are more than 3,200 fans who are aware of this game. And, uh, you know, I believe Mark Fishkin and Joe Goldstein and Seeing Red said, you know, if we want the team to take all these tournaments seriously, we got to show up in the stadium. And that's what I've been saying about the Open Cup all this, all these years. Uh, and it certainly is the same for the CCL. I mean, I think we had a, we had a, uh, someone email, email in last year and said, Pat, you know, you keep saying the Open Cup doesn't matter. Does the CCL matter? Because people don't show up for that either. And, you know, it's, it's true. I mean, at, at this rate, I mean, as much as I would love to see the team take the CCL seriously, more so than the Open Cup, personally, um, yeah, I can't make the argument that they should um, when no one sees fit to show up. And 3,200 is just not enough. I mean, it was nice that they packed everybody into one side, so it felt like they had more people around you and all that good stuff. But um, we can do better. And if we advance the next round and uh, face the Mexican team, we certainly will need to do better. I feel like it was just like 
everyone just figured it was going to be 20 degrees in February. No one bothered to get tickets. And even though when you do the, the complete weather change, I was like, no, nah, not going to do it anyway. Yeah. You know, and I, I don't know. It was kind of, it was actually sadly less than I expected. I mean, I didn't expect a lot, but that was a bare minimum game, honestly. Uh, at least the South Ward had fans there. They knew. But again, yeah. they're the hardcore fans, so of course they know. Yeah. Yeah. I certainly, think, again, you're. Certainly, uh, hats off to the South Ward for being pretty, pretty full. Yeah. I don't know. It just feels like. They didn't, I didn't feel like there was a lot of. I know we know we bitch about advertising with this team, but I think just for this tournament, there wasn't a lot of talk about it. Even on MLS like websites, there wasn't yeah. a lot of hype behind it at all. I mean, if they want people showing up, it's got to be talked about. And I don't know how many how many of your average uh, walk up Red Bulls fan knew that that game was going on. Yeah, sure. When all you're seeing is reports, all you saw is reports from Arizona, Arizona. That's all I saw the whole time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I was going to say, you know, when MLS is focusing on preseason, of course it's going to happen where you're going to get a bad draw for an actual competitive game. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's not my dislike. I am going to pile on Sasha Kleischer for missing it. And this is the reason, this is the reason why. There's one reason. I knew he was going to miss it before he even took it. (laughs) First, first it was the, the inkling of like, he's going to screw this up. As soon as the whistle blew and he reached down and touched his toes, I'm like, it, that's it. Because there's no sign of this could be a hard shot, this could be a, a cheeky shot. Mm-hmm. Once you're doing that, there's like no real run up on the ball. Right. And I, and I knew, I'm like, this, this is going to suck. And sure enough, it, it sucked. And everyone was saying he missed. No, he didn't miss. He just took a terrible penalty kick and it was an easy save. Yeah. That, that's the word. I mean, it, that's killer. At least rocket the ball. And if it goes over the net, hey, you, you know, you rocketed the ball. Right. But uh, it just showed, like, no creativity, no uh, trickery, nothing. It was just, oh, I'm going to do the Sasha thing, bend down, jog up on the ball, and boot it. And pff, there was your result. The third – is that a third miss in a row for him? So, uh, I think it's possible. At least right? the second. I don't, yeah. know, but I don't remember past the the, pre, the playoff game against Montreal last year, so I don't know. But the, and, weird, thing, the weird thing about the penalty kick is all he has to do is put it, like, three feet to his right, and that's a goal. Right, he hit, it, he hit it straight down the line, which means that the goalkeeper, since he's starting in the center, has a chance to keep his foot back and get it. So if he's all he's just put it to the right a little bit, and it's a goal. Yes, yeah. even like it's something that he just like you said, like he rocked it over the um, top of the crossbar, or he missed it completely wide. Like it was on target. All he had to do was just put it a few feet away to his right because the goalkeeper was was already going before he even touched it, and just and, and listen, I understand that goal that penalty kicks are not necessarily easy to take. But, I mean, come on. If you can do that little cheeky move, then you, there's, especially at that slower run-up, you can, should be able to readjust where your shot is going to be at the last minute. Yeah. And, and uh, the other thing that sucked about it was, yet again, we're talking about a home playoff game uh, down a goal. Now, you were down a goal in one game. You weren't going into the game down a goal. And, Here's a penalty kick to get even with the opponent, and yep. ah, playoff games. And I know it's I know it's quote unquote preseason, but it's a playoff game, right? And they just were disappointing at home yet again. Yeah, you know I thought it was kind of telling where Marsh referenced the Toronto game at the start of last season. We weren't great at the start of last season, so that does not bode well for the rest of 
let's let's say March and April, because that's that's when like the Red Bulls finally kicked in once the end of April last year. Yeah. If March is saying that that's where we're at, that is not a good sign, and that means that the Red Bulls completely fucked up preseason. Because you should have been one hundred percent ready for this game, and you obviously weren't. Well, prepare to be more disappointed when we talk about uh, what's coming up, because I have some bad news for everybody. <laughs> All right, so my dislike, and I'm I'm gonna just keep going where I'm at. You knew about this game, what, back in November? I think. I think or November, December, whenever that schedule was released. You knew when MLS playoffs ended, like, the first two weeks of December. You knew when this game was. You knew what you needed to be done. And I know there's this whole thing about Ali Curtis not being around and all that bullshit, but you knew how much time you would need to get ready. Obviously, these few, like, three weeks in Arizona was not enough. For this game, now I'm I, I'm going to put a little caveat here in that MLS is you know still a week away, so whatever. But your first team is out of preseason right now. The team that finished the Desert Diamond Cup was your USL side. So as a franchise, you'd failed to get your MLS team ready for day one. I th- I think another issue is that I'm sure there's somewhere in. Player contracts, unions, blah, 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 that there's probably you have to certain amount of time off. Like mm-hmm. you can't just show up and play again. So I'm, it's just a sucky way to squeeze this game in. Now it's, mo- it, it's changing. Everything's changing next season, right? Everything's changing for this tournament next year. Mm-hmm. We'll hopefully avoid these type of games. But I'm sure that's another issue is that every sport athletes have a certain amount of time that they're going to have up if we go back to camp. And unfortunately, Squeezing in camp and squeezing in this game, and then going back to camp, and then flying to frickin' Vancouver, and then flying to Atlanta, and I don't know what can you do about it. Yeah, I, I think they actually very specifically addressed that on media day that um, they kind of can't. They they did have a very specific time as to which they could not start any earlier in preparing for this game. Um, which uh, yeah, it's unfortunate. I mean. Uh, Hopefully the switch up of the format, whatever it may be, uh, will help in the future. Uh, we shall see. But So here's my thing. Time aside, pick better opponents. Pick opponents that are more likely to be in form and give you a harder test in preseason to force your team to be better. I mean, and listen, I know Vancouver. This is I'm going to use Vancouver as an example because of what they did. I don't know if it'll work out for them, but they went over to England or the UK, I don't know exactly where, but they went over there, they went overseas, and were playing teams that were in the middle of their season. Or on a winter break in the middle of their season, all that stuff. So, point is, they went over and played teams that were at least in some sort of form. They weren't like the Red Bulls playing FC Tucson and other MLS sides that hadn't played a competitive match in over two months. To be fair, I think they were playing against teams that Pat and I could have played for. Exactly. I think that's how low down the ladder those teams were. <laughs> but those teams at least had been playing. It wasn't like – it's not like the team was – okay, and I'm, I'm using FC Tucson because of its level. FC Tucson, I think, is a PDL side that hasn't been playing since would be like July because that's when PDL season generally ends. At least if Vancouver was playing a PDL equivalent, that team's been playing for a few months. So at least there's the inform aspect of your opponent. But I mean, then what if have that? Then we send our guys where to Austria? I don't know. I, you know, I mean, I mean, hey, Salzburg had a win. Well, I guess that wouldn't have mattered because um, I'm sorry, Leipzig, but they were on a winter break. I guess that wouldn't have worked. I don't know. If we played Austria, our team half our team would stay. Like, what happened? <laughs> they all got signed. Damn Take it! it 
Uh, I mean, Sean Davis almost left last year, right? He was in Leipzig and Salzburg, so you don't know. I don't know. I, I, I know it's tough because MLS is on a different schedule than most of the world in soccer. You have to deal with the unions and rest time and all this stuff. I understand it's not easy, but if you know that this is coming, then you have to do a better job being prepared for it. That's that's my thing. Well, we would have had an extra guy ready for it if uh, he hadn't gotten traded to the Chicago Fire, but, you know. <laughs> Someone had a few extra games in. Yeah, well... Talk about that in a little bit later. What do we know? All right, so, uh, so maybe in the next game we can just throw two hundred thousand dollars, make it rain, and that'll somehow make Vancouver lose. I don't know. Yeah, it's a good trick. You, I mean, why spend that money on reinforcements? You know, ah, just I mean, just hey, hold on to it. Put it in the piggy hey, bank. That allocation money does have expir- expiration date. You might as well use it, right? Uh, <laughs> you can't buy a play. You might as well buy a win. Um, Let's, so let's talk about our likes for this game so we can actually end on a good note. So, Truman, you go first. What did you like about this one? I'll say this. They didn't play like garbage. Yeah. So that's good. They possessed the ball almost the whole game. Uh, it, it wasn't an embarrassment. Uh, when they went up a man, they they came out of Vancouver for sure. I mean, they got a couple opportunities down the field. Verone looked good. Uh, BWP was mostly invisible except for his one goal. Uh, but aside from that, they didn't look like trash. So that that's, I think, a good sign, is that you could see they were working together, there was a lot going on, and hopefully they can, you know, they got their feet wet, and maybe it'll carry over this week. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of, to double down on that, uh, as my like as well, I mean, I was kind of chomp, I was kind of like biting my tongue when uh, Jay was talking about starting slow, because I mean, one of the main players that always starts slow is BWP, and he got on the board. I mean, he got it out of the way in the first, um, <laughs> the first you know, meaningful game of the season. And, I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to go on a clip from here on out. But, uh, you know, just to, knowing he got that one goal out of the way right away uh, gives me a great sense of relief and hope, hopefully, uh, that he will avoid another slow start. I like in his post-game comments how he said that he thought he missed a goal on that, on that <laughs> shot. <laughs> I mean, he did he did rocket that pretty quickly. It, I think he like barely got underneath the crossbar. So uh, just got to go in. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna double down on that one too because not only did he get on the board quickly, but I mean that was for a guy who sits there waiting for service. That wasn't service, and he just quickly reacted to the ball and made that goal happen. So that's something the Rebels will need in spades, I think, this year, especially since you know last year teams figured out you could just sit back and let things happen. Right. So maybe this new formation will actually work this time. Who knows? We'll see. All right. Uh, anything else about the game at home before we move on to preview the game away? Yeah. Why did I DVR the game and then it cut off after 20 minutes? I find that unusual. <laughs> yeah. CCL yeah. problems. Yeah. I, uh, I DVR the game and it goes after 20 minutes. Oh, you're well, recording. I mean, hey, got. come on. Univision's only in preseason form. You got to give them. I guess so. Days. That has to be the reason. <laughs> I mean, luckily I was able to watch it on the Facebook live because they still had it up and I watched the rest of the game, but it went from watching on a nice big HD TV to my laptop. Yeah. Uh, I guess all I could say, I mean, also to kind of build on what Truman said. Yeah, they did not look like crap. Uh, the only time they ever have beaten Vancouver was in Vancouver, so you know that you know BC Place isn't cursed. 
Um, <laughs> so, you know, hopefully they can uh, build on how they looked and win that one. And I believe I will be at Derby Road watching that game Thursday night. So if you want to be in the area and watch the Derby Road, come on down because uh, I don't want to watch on standard definition. I hate standard <laughs> definition. All right. So talking about uh, Pat watching Derby Road, Rebels take on Vancouver in the second leg of their quarterfinal matchup uh, Thursday, March 2nd. Game time is 10 p.m. Eastern, since, you know, the game has to be in Vancouver. Uh, we'll be at BC Place, and TV will be Univision Deportes, just like last week, and Facebook Live, if you want to watch the English. Um, which, I have to say, they seem like they up. They did a pretty good job in leg one of having a high-quality stream. A little bit better than they did in, in the uh, group stage at Red Bull Arena last year, so at least that seems to be uh, a good upgrade. Uh, so the scenarios that we need to worry about, uh, if the game ends 0-0 on Thursday, Vancouver wins because of away goal advantage. If it is a 1-1 uh, draw, it means you're going to overtime because of away goals being tied. If it's a 2-2 draw or higher, the Red Bulls will win because of away goals. And then, honest, then if Vancouver wins the game, they win. And if Red Bulls win the game, they win. So That's usually how things go when you win. You win, you know. Yeah. Nice. I think the team that scores the most goals will win the game. <laughs> that's a John Mann breakdown right there. <laughs> uh, man, I, I kind of wish John Mann had done some soccer stuff because that would be hilarious. Trying to, oh, see him, trying to see him draw player movement on the soccer field. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, you might take the run here. Uh, boom. Uh, you, know, you just take all the soccer guy with that. Boom. You know. Uh, WP, down with the ball. Boom. So it comes right up here. Pow. Uh, all right, so yeah, you uh, just drew over the whole entire screen. Nobody can watch soccer anymore. How's that? How's he still alive? And Judge Wapner's dead. How, how does that happen? I don't get it. And uh, Hudson, Private Hudson. Yeah. Game over, man. Dark day. And fifty percent of the people who are picturing Bill Capaxon right now are picturing the president from Independence Day. <laughs> yep, that's what I was thinking of. All right, uh, but anyway, thoughts about the game coming up. Pat, you can go first. Uh, what do you think is going to happen on Thursday? Uh, I am going to go stupidly optimistic. Uh, I'm going to say the Red Bulls will win uh, 2-1 on the road. I mean, the, the plus is it doesn't sound like, um, you know, it does not sound like Freddie Montero is going to be ready. It does not sound like – sounds like all the players that were out um, are, with injuries are also not going to be ready. Vancouver is now d- down two guys due to red card and yellow card accumulation. Uh, Breck Shea, I mean, they just got him, um, but I don't exactly. And since I imagine the rosters had to be submitted already. Was that, uh, oh, yeah, it's, it's possible. Yeah, it's possible that he won't even be ready available either way, which means they also lose Giles Barnes, who would have been available. So they will certainly be undermanned, which is a positive. Um, we get Kamar Lawrence back, let's not forget, and Justin Billiard did not have a great game on uh, on Wednesday night. Uh, so there are a lot of positives here. Um, it may uh, it may all come together for them, and that would be fantastic. So I'm going to go stupidly optimistic and say Red Bulls win this one. They get they score one early to cause uh, Vancouver to panic. Vancouver comes back, and then uh, Red Bulls get one near the end. So two one, Red Bulls win, and we face the Mexican side in the coming weeks. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think they definitely have a chance to win because, again, they are healthy, and they're going to throw the kitchen sink in this game. Mm-hmm. I think this is the game. Listen, 
you don't win this, the MLS Cup in the first week. So they're going to definitely bring the house with this one. Um, so, yeah, I'm with you. I think they definitely have a chance. Do they win? Maybe win one nothing. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't – it's tough because it's such a pain-in-the-ass flight over there, and then they're going to have to fly back. There's a lot of travel that's going to wear them out. But uh, at least you won't get so jet-lagged going to the West Coast, so maybe that's a positive. Okay. So – I don't think we're making official predictions for this game, but yeah, why not? I'll I'll say one nothing. I say they win just because they're going to have um, pretty much almost all their starters in. Oh, by the way, Marshal Ali just won Best Supporting Actor for Moonlight, and he was amazing in that movie. Well deserved. Didn't see it. I didn't see that movie. Ah, oh, such a good movie. I can't wait till you say every movie, and then we just say that didn't see it. I see it. What about Transformers? How'd that do? Didn't see it. Uh uh, so I, I I'm gonna go positive on this one too. I think one nothing or two one is is what we'll see, and mainly because I, I'm gonna go not so positive in my MLS preview or yeah my MLS prediction. <laughs> I think the Rebels are gonna be more focused on this one versus the um, MLS starter or that's why the MLS season kickoff in a, you know a few days after this. Um, and honest and you know as as bad as I said that the Red Bulls were at getting preseason taken care of. They didn't look 100% horrible. Like, they did look decent. It was just a few bad mistakes that I think preseason would have ironed out, um, especially on the corner kick, because you can't let a guy muscle you like that right in front of goal. Right. Um, so maybe with another week off and not having to worry about anything else aside from CCL, that maybe Marsh will get them ready for it. And all they really need, if they get two goals, I think they're pretty much set, because... That forces uh, Vancouver to have to win the game, so it's not. It'll make things a lot more, much more difficult on Vancouver if they can get that two goal lead. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna say one nothing, two one, something like that. And hopefully, I will not be. My vacation will not start off with a ruined CCL attempt <laughs> when I watch this game in a hotel room in California after a seven hour flight because that <laughs> would suck. All right, so. Uh, moving on, it's time to do our MLS preview. Yay! Woo! So, first we're going to start off with a little bit of roster stuff. Um, so, the starters, for now, seem to be, this is based off of the CCL match. Uh, at goalkeeper, no surprise, Luis Robles. Uh, on the back line, Sal Zizo, Aurelian Cullen, uh, Aaron Law, and Justin Bilu. Bilu? I can't say, I'm going to have to learn to say his name this year. Uh-oh. So. I yeah. don't know. Eventually I'll get it right. Um midfield. Uh Felipe, Sasha Kleschian, Daniel Royer. Wait, I have Kleschian on here twice. How the hell did I manage that? He's that good. <laughs> That's how good he is. I- I'm surprised Wait. you don't have two Sean Davises. <laughs> <laughs> put put a put a fifth Davis in. <laughs> Apparently I did not realize I wrote Kleschian twice. All right. Um so Felipe, Kleschian, Royer, Sean Davis, and then a forward BWP and uh, Gonzalo Verone. So, uh, four, technically it's a 4-2-2-2, but, you know, uh, whatever. Um, so the rest of the roster, as it stands right now, uh, goalkeeper, keeper, Rafael Diaz, Evan, I'm going to screw names up here, so you guys can make fun of me all you want for this. Evan Luro, who's a home run player. Ryan Nara. Oh, oh uh, on defense, Gideon Ba, Connor Laid, Kamar Lawrence, who's currently injured, uh, Michael Morello, Hassan Nadim, and Damian Parnell. 
midfielders, Tyler Adams, who's a homegrown. Aaron. All right, I'm not even going to try to say his name. I'm going to just go Basuljevic. There you go. Who's also homegrown. Uh, Derek Etienne Jr., who's homegrown, and Dan Metzger, who, by the way, could have been a homegrown player if he just actually signed with the team instead of trying his way in the draft. Um, at Ford, Anatole Bon, who's currently out on loan. Uh, Brandon Allen, who's a homegrown. Mike Grella and Alex Mule, who uh, is also a homegrown player. And I thought this was kind of funny. Right now, Verone is listed as both a Ford and midfielder on the Red Bull site. He can do everything. He's the only two-position player right now for the Red Bulls. So before we talk about schedule and all this stuff, what do you what are you guys' thoughts on the roster? I mean, pretty seem to be pretty balanced in terms of depth at every position. Um, but anything sticks out to you guys? Any holes? Any areas where the Red Bulls really stand out? I wonder where Mare's going to play. You think he's going to stay on Red Bull 2, or do you think he's going to be on the main roster? I didn't. I imagine he is the right now the everyday backup, only because we got rid of, I don't even remember the guy's name at the moment, but, uh, Kyle Rainish. Yeah. So, so, so him, I imagine Mara is the everyday backup at the moment. Yeah, I think they'll probably get those minutes to Diaz and Morrow for sure, I think, this season. Um, and well, and Mara, I bet you Mara will be the guy who comes in for Open Cup for sure. He might be the guy coming in on Sunday. Well, right. sure. uh, sure, I don't sure. think Robles would allow that to happen, but you know, no, probably not. Iron Man. Yeah, just yeah. You know, let's let's cancel uh, Robles's Iron Man streak and just give another controversy to Twitter. <laughs> well, let's see. Uh, Boss still hurt, right? Yeah. Yep. Paranel, Paranel still hurt. Yes. I don't know if he's hurt or just not ready. Not ready. Okay. Because he was. I thought he was playing in preseason. Yeah, Tyler Adams hurt. Hurt, and uh, there's um, different rumors as to whether or not it's nothing, or he's going to be out for a significant period of time. So uh, it's going to be a th- thin going there uh, early on, spe- especially on defense. Yeah, well, I mean, but- Aaron Long was Aaron Long was good the other night. Um, he was good in preseason. He's the USL Defender of the Year. Um, you know, so I, I think he. Has certainly shown enough that he's ready to at least try and take the next step. Um, he didn't embarrass himself. Um, yeah, I mean, so. except, except for the one corner kick, the defense actually did a relatively good job against Vancouver. Yeah. So it's not like mm-hmm. we're hurting in terms of those four starters that played on uh, on Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. The the one thing I'll mention is that uh, Pat and I were talking about this uh, the night of the game is that. Dax McCarty uh, not being there, it's very strange. And oh, yeah. it's weird not seeing that redheaded monster flying up and down the field all over the place. And it's 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 just it it's a weird feeling. You're just so used to it because mm-hmm. he's always a presence on the field, and especially when you're watching on TV, since he's he was that midfielder right in the center, he was all over. And uh, they're just gonna have to forge a new identity without him, and that's it's gonna take some getting used to for sure. It, it really is. It's just I don't know. It, it was. I just wasn't used to it yet. Yeah, it's and like we also talked about this. I mean, Sasha question at least so far has a far different uh, um, manner of being captain. You know, he's definitely far more reserved. Whereas, you know, yeah, I mean, Dax McCarty was that pit bull who was in your face, uh, giving you shit the entire game, and it was uh, it was a wonderful thing to watch. I mean, it'd be great if either. Felipe or uh, Davis could forge that identity, or if not, I mean, if this doesn't exactly work, if they need more defensive help, maybe Tyler Adams can be that person. Um, it'll be interesting to see. 
Uh, one thing I will say, I think, I mean, I think our outside backs are certainly going to change. I don't think they're the permanent guys. It's going to be Kamar Lawrence, and I think Murillo is definitely – I think Murillo is a guy I'm actually very excited to see. Uh, he does remind me of guys like Kamar Lawrence, uh, you know, Ayango, guys that came in with very little fanfare but immediately uh, played themselves into a regular starting position. So um, I'm very curious to see where they go with that. Um you know, that, that gives me a bit of hope. Um, I, I, obviously, though, I mean, really, it's – it's. I think the big thing with the Dax trade um, is you got that money to sign somebody and you didn't. And, and I wouldn't say this team has holes, but, you know, you can always improve, you know. And the fact that they didn't use it to you trade away such a key player and you don't use that money to improve, it's a hard pill to swallow. So – um, we we shall see what happens. I mean, I think at this point, the last big rumor I saw was Aaron Johansson in the summer. So, you know, we that'll probably my guess is we'll see a summer transfer. Hopefully, yeah, I think maybe hopefully the idea is that uh, you'll wait till the summer to see what position really desperately needs to be addressed. Because last year there wasn't much of that. Like to start the season, there wasn't like oh my god, we desperately need. Uh, that the midfielder, a striker, like the team was kind of set. Um, and then when Grella struggled, you're kind of like, well, maybe we do need kind of a backup forward. So maybe that's the plan. Ver, uh, Verone's getting his chance now without a question. This is now his chance to be in the starting lineup every day to prove that he's uh, worth being on this team. And then I think they go from there. I think they just pick the spot that's not working out. And please, yeah, spend the money. Just just do it. Go spend it. That's what you got. You're going to piss off everybody if you don't spend this money by season's end. Oh. Suicide Squad just won best makeup. And one of the guys looks like uh, Will Ferrell as Mugatu. <laughs> so, <laughs> hold on. Hold on. We need to stop this podcast right now because Suicide Squad won an Academy Award. It sure did for makeup and what? hairstyling. Good. I don't care what it's for. Good God, man. Good God. That is. They're gonna brag about that forever. Yeah. Academy Award winning oh. movie, Suicide Squad. Wow. Wow. I'm not, I'm not, I, I'm I haven't. Not, you know, I haven't actually watched that yet. Yeah, I didn't hate it, but I certainly saw its flaws. Yeah, there were a lot of them. And but no, well, it's a DC movie, right? No, but I'm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they can't. They can't do anything right without Christopher Nolan. Jay, Jay, this is what's gonna happen. You're gonna watch that movie and you're gonna go, "Huh, that was a movie," and then that's it. I'll, I'll, yeah. maybe, maybe I'll make that an airplane movie. There you, I got, I got there you go. There you go. Airplane movie. Oh. Might as well. Um. So back. Oh uh, man, to they are real quick. So man, they're bringing they're bringing out like the uh, like the uh, security guards yeah. to get these right. guys off right. stage. Come on, dummy! Your movie sucks. Get off the stage. Let's go. You're not. You're oh. not famous. Get the hell out of here. Wow. So. Bring, Actually, bringing it back to soccer. So Dax McCarty. Uh, so <laughs> I since I didn't why. get a chance, since I didn't get a chance to rein in on on his absence, uh, I feel like, and I'm going to use Terry Henry because that, that's the closest thing I can think of. So when Terry Henry left, it didn't. The first game without him, it didn't feel like this one did. Like for some reason, this one with McCarty felt much more obvious that he wasn't there than the first one when when Henry wasn't there. Personally, I think it's because of the fact that the Red Bulls changed their playing style between when Henri played and when he left. So you didn't have that 
the need for a player like Thierry Henry, so it didn't wasn't as noticeable. But since the Rebels hadn't changed styles after getting rid of McCarty, it feels like it's much more obvious that he's not there anymore. Yeah, so, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. Again, if it's a if it's a four two two two. Well, they did try that at the beginning of last year. Remember that? So it's yes, not like this I know. New. But I'm, I mean, if they're that, well, I was going to say if they stick to that, then Dax's. Then yeah, that would have changed. That's kind of yeah. It, it would have changed completely because Dax is better as that central midfielder in the the three, in the four three two one. So it's not like or no, he's sorry, he was the four two three one. Right. So he's better as central midfielder in that position. Um. All right. So let's continue with our preview show. Uh, we're not going to go through the whole schedule because that would just take too long. Oh, and who wants to listen to? The, let's talk about the whole schedule. Not let's me. Do it. Uh, <laughs> all 36 games or 34 games. So also, I picked out also fantastic beast and where to find just one costume design. <laughs> and I think like the lady was so far back in the audience. She like zip lined in <laughs> <laughs> the Uberter down to the so uh, I, stage. So I picked eight dates that I think are quote key, which really just means interesting um, schedule dates for the Red Bulls right now. Uh, so first is, the first MLS match, which is uh, March 5th, which we'll, we'll be talking about in a few minutes. Uh, the first match ever against Atlanta United and the first of the season. Uh, the following week on the 11th, their first home game, which is against Colorado Rapids. April 15th, their first game of the year against um, DC United, which I believe is at home. April 29th, which I think might be the not important, but maybe like one of the most hyped games of the year. April 29th is the return of Dax McCarty to Red Bull Arena with the Chicago Fire. So that prediction. would be a very interesting game. He's out with an injury. I'm just making a prediction. That's that's my feeling. That's how these things go, is that he won't he won't even be there. <laughs> you heard it here first. I, I feel like Dax would make it a point to say, fuck the injury and play anyway, just, <laughs> just to be there. I don't know. I just can't. I can't go against him. <laughs> well, remember, he asked not to be called a Metro reject. So that's... And he never would be. That would no, not happen. Yeah. Anybody who does call him that should be slapped hard. Um, There'll be a few idiots who will try. I know. Uh, June 24th, the first game against New York City for the year. Uh, July 22nd, first match ever against Minnesota United. Ooh. Uh, October 15th, the last home match of the year, against, which happens against uh, Atlanta United. And October 22nd is the season, uh, the final uh, MLS season game against uh, DC United. Woo! I'm glad you didn't mention Philly anywhere in there. I like it. I like. It. <laughs> they really, they really uh, failed with the whole building a rivalry thing by sucking. Yeah, yeah, they do a good job of that. Yeah. So, uh, anything that you guys are looking forward to in the MLS season or just the season in general? Uh, well, I mean, the home opener is always a good time. So mm-hmm. that actually probably been making it to uh, the away game against the Smurfs. Uh, if I had a lot of money, I'd go to Minnesota. But uh, man, find find that area is really expensive. I don't know why. No one really likes going to Minneapolis, St. Paul, but apparently, it's an expensive hub. I was going to say, I think it's like a major hub to the from the east to west coast kind of thing. It is. It's ridiculous the prices, though. So I will not be there. Uh, um, I'm definitely, you know, I'm definitely looking forward to Dax's return for sure. I'm definitely going to try and make it out for that match. Uh, you know, give him a good standing ovation for when he's announced. Um, you know, uh, the NYCFC matches are always a good time. Um, so especially when we win, of course, 
Um, so I think, yeah, and I think obviously the matches, I mean, I'm not so much looking forward to the March 4th, one, 5th one, just because of the extensive travel leading up to it. Um, but the, you know, the matches against the newer teams are always interesting for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, I picked these dates myself, so I really can't say there's anything else. <laughs> and, um, I'm curious how will how U.S. Open's Cups are going to fit in only because of the Gold Cup also being played and, you know, all the bullshit around that when that happens in June, right? It's June, I think, is when the, the Cups get Yeah, all the bullshit around U.S. Open Cup and the summer friendlies and all the other stuff that happens in June and July. Now we have plenty of episodes for that nonsense. Plenty. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. But so let's finish up our first episode of 20 uh or sorry first mls preview of 2017 rebels traveling to atlanta united first ever match for the uh new side first match actually ever because they're not they hadn't existed before this year um the game will be sunday march 5th 7 30 p.m eastern time it will take place at bobby dad stadium uh because the new football stadium for the falcons are not it's not completed yet and the game will be broadcast on Fox Sports 1. So, first predictions of the year, which, remember, I am the defending champ this year, and I know I pat, I have to get you your title for two years ago. Yep. Still but, need my belt. So, first prediction of 2017. Pat, we'll let you go first. What do you, I'm, I'm going to be the generous winner and go last. What, what do you think is going to happen in the first uh, match of 2017? Um... I mean, I don't know too much about the Atlanta roster. Um, I feel like I remember hearing that they signed a couple of DPs and a couple of uh, uh, MLS-ready guys, uh, but I'm not entirely sure. You know, I, I just feel like the extensive travel and everything that is going to wear on the Red Bulls right before that. Um, and, you know, there's obviously going to be so much hype and excitement in that stadium in Atlanta. So I am – I think I'm going to go with a loss, unfortunately. Uh, for the Red Bulls, uh, I'm going to say a two-one loss. Um, you know, it's yeah, they're going to open the season slow, but I mean, it's, it's more going to be because of CCL fatigue as opposed to anything else. Um, and I think they'll they'll be fine when they come back home to Col- for against Colorado. Yeah, I mean, like we said, they're going to put all the starters in uh, Thursday night, so I think they're definitely going to kind of see a B-ish squad. Uh, in in Atlanta, but that being said, I think these two expansion teams are going to be complete and utter trash. <laughs> I think they're going to be a gigantic dumpster fire of sports. Um, so my gut feeling is usually how these uh, home opening for uh, new teams go is that I think the Red Bulls are going to score first. And then they're going to score, and it's going to end in a 1-1 draw. Very exciting for everybody. Uh, and I just, just – the only reason I think that is because it's going to be – I don't even know who's going to play for the Red Bulls. I mean, I guess we said Robles is going to start, right? But probably not BWP. Probably Grella will. Uh, maybe we get a little Etienne if he's, if he's uh, on the main roster. Who knows? But I think the Red Bulls B team could probably keep even with a quote-unquote A team from uh, Atlanta. So good old 1-1, oh boy, uh, fans are going to get excited for about five minutes, and that'll be the end of this one. So I have this feeling that we're not going to play like a B team, that Marsh is going to run out our first team, because why not? I mean, in, I, mean I know Robles... Two days off? 
Well, uh, well, I mean, we've seen it before, so it's not ba- like barely. It uh, hold hold on. I just want to break this down for you. The game is starting at t- 10 p.m. our time, which will still be in the the players' minds. Just just saying. Okay, but w- have you seen Mark ever shy away from doing that before? I know, but I mean, t- two days off here. Right. I'm not saying it's logical. I'm saying that I can see it happening. <laughs> because you know Robles is going to tell Marsh. He's like, I'm going to play this game. You're not sending me out. So he's at least going to play. Right. I imagine that uh, maybe Clashing gets the day off, but I imagine Felipe is going to be the same way as Robles because Felipe is kind of like nipping on Robles's. He's two like two years behind, but he's like nipping on that. <laughs> he's like ready to take that over from Robles. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna get that record from you at some point. So I, I don't know. I just, I feel like maybe not a complete first team, but a, a, a good portion will play against Atlanta, and then throw in, you know, the fact that they played two days or th- three days before, and that she Atlanta's first ever game, and I mean, I. Come on, did you see the video of those Atlanta fans going really crazy? Oh, yeah, those five guys going nuts. Woo! Yeah, what a, what a party. Let's go. Whoa, man. Formidable fans here, right? Like the, We got the hotbed of soccer in Atlanta, and we're just going to completely crumble. No, I mean, come on. I, I don't think we're going to win. I don't Honestly, I don't think we're going to draw either just because of fatigue. Um, I'm going to go 2-0 loss only because combination of CCL and Atlanta's first ever game, just that kind of excitement always seems to lead to a win. Um. Unless you're New York City playing the Red Bulls, but anyway, uh, I, it's just that kind of feeling where it's, things are just going to line up for Atlanta, where it's just going to be an easy first game, or relatively easy first game. Sorry, I I don't mean that the Red Bulls are just going to like roll over, but <laughs> I can see Truman's eyebrows in in, in the yeah. Have you guys game. watched this league before? Have you seen a play in their first game? I don't think you have. I, I, it's it's not good. I'm just saying with the with the Red Bull situation, I think it'll be an easier road for Atlanta to win their first game. So that's why I'm saying two nothing loss. I hope I'm wrong. Honestly, I do. I'm just accepting the reality of, of the situation and saying that, Hey, if they lose, whatever, honestly, if they lose this game, I'm not gonna be upset. No. I, I, and again, like we said, I don't think anybody is because I think we know what they're investing their time and effort into. And it's definitely not the first game in, in Atlanta. That's not the way it is. So, yeah. Which, by the way, I think uh, I forget who I saw it from, but the Red Bulls are part of like five home openers this year. Seattle's. Well, it's our home opener, Vancouver's home opener, uh, Atlanta's, and Seattle's. And I think if you want to throw in our MLS home opener too, which should get a little too technical, but there's like four or five teams that were like helping open their stadium or something like that for the year. It's just kind of kicked around, aren't we? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Also, OJ Made in America just won Best Documentary. <laughs> and it was a great documentary. Was that the 30 for 30 one? Yeah, that was like... Yeah. I guess, oh, it was so good. I guess they aired... I guess they must have showed all eight hours for two weeks in a the theater somewhere for it to be eligible for the Oscars. Oh, my God. Yeah. All right, so dumping ground. Anything else you guys want to talk about before we get out of here? What, what team's going to be bigger trash? Which Which expansion team? Knowing absolutely nothing about either of them because we're not, Minnesota. we're not uh, Minnesota. Because I think like half their team is USL retreads. I like that way of thinking. Yeah. Jay, I, see, I would say Atlanta because at least Minnesota has some players that they've come up with. So it's not like they're building a team from scratch. Who's going to have the better uh, home 
attendance. They're both playing in college uh, fields, right? Uh, Atlanta's playing at Bobby Dad, which is Georgia Tech, and right? yep. I think I thought they were playing at. I thought Minnesota was playing. Um, let me see. For some reason, I thought they were playing at the same stadium that the Twins do, but I think I'm wrong about that. No, no, they're they're playing in a in a football stadium. I am almost positive. Yeah, they're playing at TCF, the University of Minnesota okay. football stadium. Okay, yep. Yeah, and I'm going to say um, Atlanta's going to do better as attendance. Just two reasons. One, they have record season ticket holders. Uh, That's true, 28,000, I think, right? Something like that. And on top of that, um, Bruce McGuire was on, uh, who many people know as Dunord on uh, Twitter, was on uh, Extra Time Radio this past week. And they were like, so what's the buzz like? And he's like, I don't know. (laughs) That's not exactly (laughs) a ringing endorsement. Regular sellouts uh, for Minnesota United. (laughs) I I feel like Minnesota only because I'm looking at, uh, who the hell was the NASL side? I can't remember. Like the Atlanta NASL side, like didn't draw more than like three thousand a game or something like that. With which, the Silverbacks, yeah, the Silverbacks. Like they didn't do great. Granted, they didn't play in the state in Atlanta uh, itself, so that might be part of it. I don't know. I just I feel like that doesn't bode well. Not that they won't draw well for MLS standards. I'm just saying in comparison to Minnesota, who at least is established. I also have to say that Target logo on those Minnesota jerseys looks absolutely god-awful. It is... It's really... Oh, man. It looks terrible. And it's just a circle. And it looks just atrocious on that shirt. I, I don't... I mean, I don't know what you do. Like, clearly, Target was going to be their sponsor because Target owns, you know, half the city. But... Woo-wee! Brutal. Yeah. It's a shame because the jersey otherwise looks pretty sweet. Yes, a logo, the logo, the badge is great. I mean, they both have silly team names, but whatever. You know, they didn't get real creative in that department. <laughs> you got to appreciate Atlanta going all the way, and they just didn't add sporting to the front, but they went to the rest. What, what the hell are we going to get? A, when are we going to get, like, Sacramento Red Bulls FC? <laughs> was Minnesota United uh, named that when they were in the USL? Yes. Okay. Or NASL, sorry. Yes, they were. So at least at least they came with that same name. That right. Like they changed it. But, like, Atlanta, you'd think they would find something that was different from D.C. and Minnesota. And, well, they did because they added an FC to it. Oh. They oh, added sorry. more to the end, yeah. Sorry. I, I completely forgot about the FC and how much of a difference that makes in yeah. gaming teams. They went with, uh, what, former Metro slash, uh, is it Inter Milan red and black stripes? Uh, let me see. It's Inter, right? Or is it AC Milan? Which one has the, uh, the vertical red and black? That's a good question. I think it's I think it's inter. I don't like Italian league football, so Who I apologize. It's, it's really terrible. It's really bad. It, I can't watch it. Who except Italians likes Italian football? You'd be surprised. You would be surprised. Milan does not have the stripes. Okay, so it's then it's it's uh, AC Milan then. By the way, Lin Manuel Miranda was just on the Oscars, which means all your hipster artistic friends just splooged. <laughs> Mid-season form, everybody. <laughs> so, yeah, Atlanta's jersey is just like AC Milan's, except they switch to black and red. Okay. You know there's one guy who loves, like, Italian league. and is like, I can't believe they got those two wrong. Or, I can't believe they don't know the difference. Oh, uh, come on, man. I bet, you, I bet you I know who it is, too. And I don't mean to slight him when I say this, but Eric Giacometti. <laughs> <laughs> just because I, I know that he's, he, he loves Italian football, so it's not like... I'm not. Oh, honestly, Eric, if you're listening. I'm not making fun of you. I just know that you follow it a lot. 
Yeah, he's allowed to listen to our podcast now, so it's all good. All Italian football is is like tackles, guys falling down, acting hurt for five minutes, and then guys you know running up to the ref going, <laughs> and you can't see, but I'm doing the you know the finger shake. Like, <laughs> That's Italian soccer. No thanks. I guess I should be offended that you made an Italian hand talking joke. I <laughs> Yeah, that's right. One of our, uh. But that means we're allowed to get away with it. We're not, we're not jerks now. Exactly. But I didn't make the joke, so does it, does it really count? You're in on it. I guess. I'm Scottish and Irish, which just means I think I'm awesome. <laughs> All right, uh, anything else? Uh, I hope DC sucks. I hope the Smurfs suck even harder. Uh, I hope Villa gets hurt one game in, which would be super hilarious, and then he retires right afterwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else happens? What else do I want to happen this year? Oh, you know, what? we're gonna make it, we're gonna do this. We're gonna predict where the Red Bulls finish in the East. Second, I'm a believer. <laughs> Just real quick, he knew that was coming too. Like you ran through really quick for that. Yeah, yeah second solid. Uh, I, I also want to make an NYC predict, SC prediction, which means uh, it's gonna be yet another year when they're gonna be like, "Hey, this is our stadium location." Before it completely collapses within about two days of announcement. Because <laughs> it seems to happen like what was the Bronx last year, and there was someplace else last year, the year before that, or something. Yeah, so floating barge still an option. I think floating barge is probably a good idea. I mean, the NYCFC fans should go back to our uh, uh, World Cup on the USS Intrepid. Hey, uh, maybe they can ground share with the Staten Island Yankees. Then they could yeah. be like the buddies, the Cosmos. Yeah. I mean, hey, it's being a write-off for the Yankees, right? Either way, they're sharing a right property. I would love if that happened at point some point this year. If like the Yankees, are like, oh, there's a scheduling conflict. You got to play in Staten Island. <laughs> <And> friend, <laughs> we got a ballpark for you. Don't worry. Friend, friendly reminder: uh, NYCFC in third year without their own soccer-specific stadium, and Miami is still searching for one and not allowed into the league yet. Uh, Orlando came in the same year, uh, opening theirs this year. Yep. Uh, DC. Uh, uh, DC is somehow going to get a stadium built before NYC does. Minnesota's going to have their there's an is it two years, one and a half years? It's gonna be, they're going to share with the Vikings, right? No, no, no. They're they're planning okay. on building their own. I don't know, remember it's 2018 or 2019, um, but they're going to have their own stadium. Yeah, I, I mean, LA is supposed to have one at some point. At least they have a, like a, a solid plan in place. Yep, I really think there is a better chance one of us will be dead before NYCFC has an own stadium. And I'm not even trolling. I, you're just not going to get it built in New York City proper. Nope. They're going to give up at some point, and it's going to be in Long Island or uh, Westchester County. Minnesota, or, Minnesota or, by the way, broke ground in December. Or something something that would cause me to both, like I would have such conflicted emotions, but something that would cause me to laugh and be horrified. NYCFC has to share Red Bull Arena with the Red Bull. Uh. Would never happen. I would be horrified and also laugh my ass off about like like oh look you have to cross the Hudson, which you know I was no thinking about. Shop. They know how to get there. Yeah, which I was thinking about recently, and I was thinking about Rebels' uh, attendance issues and how it is a pain in the ass to get to the stadium in general, especially if you're in a fa- especially if you have a family because uh, there's no parking. It is easier to get to Rebel Arena from New York City than it is from most places in New Jersey, unless you live on the path line in New Jersey. It's just like well, or or if you live along the Northeast Corridor, um, New Jersey Transit Line, either that. I mean, also, well, 
most New Jersey Transit lines go into Newark, and if you're a single guy like myself, you can walk from Newark Penn to the stadium. It's not a big deal. But you take the path from Newark Penn, too. It's not like... Yeah, it's not even... What is it, a mile? You can walk that. No, but I'm saying, if you don't want to walk it, you, there is the, the path. I've done that before. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just... Uh, but I'm just saying, it's, it is easier to get to Red Bull Arena from New York City than it is to, from, like, suburban New Jersey. Okay, well, I mean, that that's the whole issue of suburban versus urban living, and public transportation so that's a bigger issue than just the red pulse whatever well, i drive from pennsylvania so yeah. my, my I mean, point I being, from maryland i have no i can't say anything my point being that like our away my point being our fan base is still like what 60 70 percent new jersey mm-hmm, and like the big thing is that it was such a hard they needed a team in new york city proper because you know so hard to get to red bull arena it's just like whatever and i'm <laughs> i'm bringing up old issues. It was just something I was thinking about recently, so I had to air it out. I mean, I can't say anything. Like I said, if I want to get to Red Bull Arena via Amtrak, it's like $90 each way, so <laughs> that's never happening. No. Well, you're rich. I'm not paying 90 bucks for, for a two-hour train <laughs> ride when I can drive the same and pay less. Dude, See, that's, that's how you stay rich, Pat. That's how you stay rich. You don't spend that $90. Do you, do you, do you have, have a bar? podcast get funded. If I took all those train trips to Red Bull Arena, we'd have no money for the podcast. Yeah, we'd be recording on tin cans in our Patreon money. <laughs> yeah, all that sweet Patreon in our money. Google AdSense money from way back. Yeah, I kind of would see Red Nine say your uh, Patreon campaign. He's like, oh, he's offering special content for money. I knew we were doing something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, you wanted more? Well, yeah. that's not happening. We, we have hard enough time getting together once a week. And more <laughs> things. If you're going to give us money, you want more stuff? Oh, man. That's how we roll. Yeah. We want I, money I, for the bare minimum. I, I, I wish we could give a little bit more content, just but it's so hard getting together, the three of us. No, thanks. So, <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, by the way, I think I mentioned it, but it got glossed over. Minnesota United broke their broke ground in December for their stadium. Yeah. So, in terms, that stadium in terms of teams nice. that are, well, I mean, it's all drawings until I see it in reality. Right. It's right, but it looks cool. Yes, it does. And theirs is going to be op- theirs is going to be open air too. Imagine playing games there in February. In oh February. boy! <laughs> <laughs> at least BC Place is uh, at least BC Place has a, a roof over it. Yeah, well, I think I, I, if they ever make CCL, I think they'll do what Montreal does, and they'll just move it into the Viking Stadium for sure. Yeah, wouldn't be a bad idea. Yeah. Oh, anyway, Red Bulls. Where do they where do they finish, Pat? You said second. Uh, I said second as well. Yeah. Second, Jay. I'm see. I want to say third or fourth, but I don't know. I, I just I don't think I saw enough growth out of the rest of the East to say that that's actually going to happen. Mm-hmm. So I think second's a really good, solid prediction. And as we know, it doesn't mean a fucking thing. I want to say I want to say first. Honestly, I want to say first, but I don't think three years in a row is that likely. It, well, if I mean, we fired Jesse, got a new coach, we would win the supporter shield. But you know. Well, I mean, well, we did we did fire Curtis. So oh, oh here we go. There. We're happy. We're getting that. it. We're getting it. Because what we fired? Yeah. Uh, Rock, well, no, we didn't fire Roxbury. Roxbury retired. Mm-hmm. Then Marsh got. Or, sorry, Peggy got fired, and then we won the shield. Yep. So I mean, all we gotta do is fire Marsh, and then we're good. Boom. But we need an outside coach, though. Actually, no, we don't, because Pecky was an assistant under uh, Baca, so it doesn't matter. We got yep. Dennis Hamlet doing, and we still be good. Yep. Boom. Take the move, Red Bulls. Look at the Red Bulls. We got your game plan figured out. It's all right. We're gonna. Chris Armas is gonna be our coach next year when Jesse takes the Salisbury job. <laughs> Mid season. <laughs> hey, if that happens, it happens. So, all right. 
Uh, so nothing else. We're we're good. No, nope. Yeah, I feel like I had a zinger, but I lost it. I, okay. I will say this: for the first person that gives us a dollar on Patreon, I will thank them personally at the every at the end of every episode for the rest of the season. Is that a dollar a month though? Dollar no, a month. Just, right? just give me a dollar. Just give us a dollar. So like, it's set up for a dollar a month. So all they have to do is subscribe for the month and then cancel the next month, and they're good. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to be thanking Rich Ransom at the end of every show. Just think about that. That's that is what's going to happen. Uh, if Rich Ransom gives us twenty dollars, oh, oh, see, I was, I'll see, I was say something. If I was being on you, Rich, I'll say something nice about Philadelphia. Oh, okay. Well, for, okay. You know what? If you say nice about Philadelphia, twenty dollars is like bare minimum. So yeah, that's that's more fair. <laughs> Maybe that should be our sentence. <laughs> we'll say nice things about your, we'll nice about things about your, your crappy team. City. I didn't say I'd say something nice about the Union. I said I'd say something nice about Philadelphia. Right. So say crappy teams, crappy city, whatever. So I mean, I might, I might, might be like a long-winded like, what sucks about Philadelphia, and just going to a laundry list. And then end it with one nice thing about Philadelphia. Oh, but cheesesteaks, they're okay. <laughs> so we did have we did get a wrestling question, by the way. I'm not going to bring yeah. it up, only because I feel like... What? What? You don't want to bring it up? No, I thought you were going to bring it up. Oh, I've, been, okay. I've been announcing Oscar nominees this entire oh, show. All right, so real quick. Uh, I, I forget, I, honestly, Mike, I'm sorry, I forget your whole name, but Mike, Blue Meanie Mike on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Oh, Blue Meanie. He asks, should Kevin Owens drop the belt before WrestleMania? No! The Goldberg? Are you out of your minds? You know what's going to happen, though. I'll burn Vince's office down if that happens. Who's who's he wrestling? Do they know yet? Goldberg. Oh. So, so right now, Goldberg is absolutely wrestling um, Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, regardless of what he has on him. Right. And Goldberg is wrestling Kevin Owens at Fastlane because we need you know we need a pay per view between Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. Uh, so he's wrestling Kevin Owens for the, the Universal Title. Which, even though it sounds better than the actual title for that company, is apparently second best. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't don't see Goldberg dropping that at all. Or uh, Kevin Owens dropping a Goldberg for sure. Not a Fastlane. Why would they do a Fastlane? Because then they get... You know they get Goldberg versus Lesnar for a title, and then they can throw. Oh oh my god! Goldberg Lesnar doesn't need a title. No, it needs to not happen. Screw you, Goldberg forever. WCW. No. Actually, we've already heard them twice since. <laughs> since yeah, and neither was good. Combining yeah. the time on screen in 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 an actual match for those two people have been under five minutes since they came since Goldberg's come back. So he needs he's in preseason form. He needs to get he needs to get match fit. Ugh. Well, yeah, Goldberg's never match fit after five minutes anyway. So. Shut up. <laughs> They got to bring in a sub. That they, they That's why everyone hates him because they got to sub him out so early. They're like, oh, we only got five minutes out of this guy again. Already bringing in the sub here. Shut up. Spears and jackhammers forever. <laughs> yeah, but a five-minute title match at WrestleMania? Come on. I hope he snap kicks Brock Lesnar and ends his career like he did ends with Bret Hart's. Huh. Damn. It's, it's, there's a possibility of that. I just, I just want Goldberg to snap kick people. <laughs> I, I will say though, for whatever happens with Goldberg and Kevin Owens, it's better than SmackDown having a battle royale for a main event spot at WrestleMania that was decided at the Royal Rumble. So, yeah, that's that's our next show. That's our, uh, our <laughs> that's our Patreon bonus show. You're getting. Yep. There you go. If you want to hear our wrestling, time. if you want to hear our wrestling thoughts, yeah, you hey, give us Dave, Patreon Dave, money. Dave left Empire Soccer. He has he's looking for something to do. Yep, we got so the show. Go. For him. Dave, we got we got something for you. 
Dave's retiring on what he sold EOS for. Dave turned this podcast off like 15 minutes ago. Yeah. Dave's if, like, if Dave isn't listening to the wrestling stuff, then we're, we're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, let's wrap this up. <laughs> why, why not? Uh, you can visit us at onesmetro.com slash red hyphen bull hyphen rant. Go to patreon.com slash rebel rant through a few bucks or away. If you are the first one to give us anything, Pat is going to thank you personally. He guaranteed it. I did. Maybe he'll even give you a Red Bull Rant high five. So we've only given like two, or two, two or three of those in our existence. You get the there first you one free. You got to pay for the rest. You got to pay for the rest. This hand don't come free. Sadly, the first one happened in Philly too. Yeah. Uh, you know what? If you if you don't pay us money, I'm just not going to like wash my hand for like a day. I'm be like, <laughs> yeah, it's dirty. You sure? You sure you want to give us? Show me you donated the picture on right now, and I'll go wash my hands. Okay. There's going to be like an E. coli outbreak at Red Bull Arena it's because because of Pat because nobody donated money for a show. <laughs> so oh, the zombie plague starts. It'll be an extinct <laughs> virus like smallpox. So so that 2016 being blown up in the stadium will equate to something actually happening at Red Bull Arena. Yep. All right. Uh, if you want to email us during the week, RedBullRant at gmail.com. If you want to call us, 973-348-5329. Facebook.com slash RedBullRant on Twitter at RedBullRant for the show at DrStooch for myself at PMACDA2 for Pat. At the Truman for Truman. Subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, anywhere you can find a podcast, basically. And at soundcloud.com slash red hyphen bull hyphen rant. Last words before we get out of here. Well, they got two chances to win, so don't fuck it up. Win. <laughs> Come on, win. And thank you, insert name here, for $1. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so for Pat Truman and myself, this has been episode number 212 of the Red Bull Rant. Thank you guys for tuning in, and as always, go Red Bulls. Peace out. Lights.